Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Happy Throwback Thursday, everybody. TBT, TBT, TBT. I thought you were going to say TBD, like to be determined. Well, it is, because you're about to hear what they are. Ooh, Ooh. Thursday. Hope everyone's having a wonderful summer. It's not too hot. It's not too darn hot, but it's just hot enough for you to enjoy your summer reading. I bought a hat. I got to tell you guys, um, ladies and gentlemen, I told Rob a couple months ago, I guess now, uh, you know, I was wearing a hat to work because sometimes if I, sometimes I wear a hat, you know, I wear a sensible little fedora and, and I was like, Rob's like, oh yeah, that's a nice hat. I said, Rob, you would look fantastic in a hat. And then sure enough, we're Skyping right now. And, and he said, Kevin, surprise. And I, you guys, it looks so good. He looks incredible with this hat on. I love it. It's very stylish, very, dare I say, sexy. Um, I'm, I'm a fan. Does anybody still wear a hat? And Rob Schneider does. He does. And he looks good in it. Don't give it to me. <laughs> Tell Don't one give of my it favorite stories. <laughs> and I saw that performance. I think you were on that night. You, you always like say twice. that. I wasn't on as Henrik, but I was definitely on stage while oh, I saw happened. you. Oh, God. That's so cool. It's so cool to think like, like I saw you at some point. We didn't know each other. And now we know each other. Isn't that cool? I know. I love that. When I'm at home in L.A., I have this massive playbill collection. It's like over 500 playbills. And I go through them. And it's so fun to like look through and be like, oh, my God. Like, this person I saw I'm now friends with. Well, I find that, yes, that as well, or that, or that you've worked with or what have you. But also with this podcast, now we've interviewed how many people, Rob? Like over 200 people, oh, you know, I'd yeah. say. Uh, uh, and I, what I love is, first of all, I love that all, everything in musical theater is you can enjoy something years later because you've learned a little bit more. So when you go back and read a book or listen to a cast recording, you have more context to it. But what I love is picking up an album and seeing the name of so many people that we've interviewed. It could be from the 50s or 60s or 70s. And it's like, oh, there's so-and-so, oh, there's all these people, or going to see Broadway shows and knowing, you know, a couple of the designers because we interviewed them. I, I, it just, it makes it, you feel a part of it in a way, and I, I really yeah. I really love that, yeah. I think that's yeah. so cool. It's so nice. Yeah. We're all part of the same community. I think so. It's a small community, but I love it. I like it, too. I like yeah, it, too. Yeah, it really is special. Oh, speaking of the community, um, a couple months ago, uh, Joan Copeland, who was one of our first interviewers, interviewees, uh, she celebrated her 97th birthday at Sardi's. And my wife's grandparents, who are, are friends with her, uh, they went to the they went to the event. And also there was two of our former guests, Leroy Reams and Jim Brochu, uh, which I think is fun. Uh, and they celebrated her, and she sang Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered, which was one of her signature songs uh and she's i mean she's getting up there in years but it was really special for everyone to be there and celebrate her and i love seeing the pictures leroy posted some pictures on facebook if you want to go check him out and check out those pictures but uh but i, I it got to me to thinking rob is that we don't really 
I said to my family, I said, that's the last of the great old old parties. You know, you're not going to – people don't go to Sardis like the way that they used to. You don't have any opening night parties at Sardis where you hear about how they read their reviews and if they were good, everyone stood on the table and read them out loud. And if they were bad, everyone just filtered out of the out of the, the restaurant without anyone saying anything. But we don't – I try to think of where where's our theater hangouts that the kids go to. Where does where do the kids from you know Tootsie go and hang out? Do they go to Bar Central? I don't know. I don't think yeah. so. Gonna, you know, but it'll be like it's, like fifty years from now they'll be interviewing like George Salazar, and he'll mm-hmm. be like, "I used to go to Haswell Greens. Do you kids remember Haswell Greens?" And they'll be like, "No, Mr. Salazar." <laughs> That's that's nobody does that anymore. Well, I, I just loved that history. Like when Leroy took us to to, to dinner or that that one time, and he, you know, we got to chat about that. And we sat in the middle of it. That's that's an old school event and feel. And I and I, I guess I sort of feel nostalgic for that kind of uh, that world that you would just go hang out at the bar at Sardi's and you didn't know who you were going to run into, you know, uh, in it's the business. So true. And you know? I kind of like that still, like when you go to Sardi's or you go to Joe Allen's. It, it is an element of that. Joe Allen's definitely more so. I feel like every time I've ever been to Joe Allen's, I've always seen someone in the business there. It's, you know, I've only been there a couple of times, but still, I, whenever I was there, I saw Kirk Douglas, I saw Ann Reinking, I saw uh, Donna McKechnie. I mean, that's that's I, I think that's fun to see to to be able to rub shoulders with the the theater elite, you might say. And everyone, uh, but feel, I, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's it. I was just going to say I can't think of other places where the contemporary where, where the kids go these days. I think honestly, I think like forty years from now they'll talk about Haswell Greens and they'll talk. What's, about I don't even know what that is, Rob. Haswell Greens is a bar that's across from uh, the August Wilson Theater that just opened up a couple of years ago. But they do like trivia night and they do like everyone gets up there and sings. Like I think that's what they're going to. It'll be Haswell Greens. It'll be um, Mother Burger. It'll be. That that worldwide plaza, that's always a spot. Like that, uh, blockheads, yeah. like that's always blockheads. you always see people there. Oh yeah, and yeah. fifty fifty years from now they'll be like, remember yeah, you're blockheads? Right. And kids like, what's a blockheads? Yeah, yes, right. Know? So it's yeah. So that's uh, maybe characters. Oh yeah. Maybe fifty four below. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know who knows? Who knows? Yeah. It'll be interesting well, to see. But we were yeah. there. Well, sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes every day. <laughs> After I go to Cosmic Diner, you'll see me drinking the characters. Uh, we always do. We do go to characters. That's on 54th Street, and we love our characters. They're so good to us there. They are so lovely to us. Yeah, you're right. They they know us by name. They know our mm-hmm. drinks. Mm-hmm. I was just us. there yesterday. Literally, was there yesterday. They treat us and they like, they have great food. The kitchen yeah. is it's not your average, you know, Irish pub. I mean, it's really good kitchen. So 54 below. It's, it's on 54th Street, right across from 54 below, between 7th and 8th. And we record our we record our interviews at Shetler, so oftentimes if we have a little bit of time to kill, we'll just pop over to characters, say hi to Caroline, and get a little, get a little drink. <laughs> Shout out to Caroline. She has no idea. One time I walked in looking for you, and they're like, Kevin's not here. And I'm I like, know. oh. They just, I happened to me once. They're like, oh, yeah, Rob just left us a little while ago. Yes, like, oh, oh, okay. So he, he, must be, he must be at Cosmic Diner. Which I was. Yeah. <laughs> Cosmic Diner, folks, if you don't know Cosmic Diner, it's on 52nd and 8th. It's this diner that's open 24 hours a day. I'm there, I think, maybe every other day. But when I go in, I literally feel like Dolly Levi. Because I open the doors and they all go, my friend, how are you? What? You sit whatever you like. Sit whatever no, you want. 
How's it, it, there's actually a sign that says Rob Schneider's office. It's, yeah. it is, it's basically his. And one time I, I walked up down 8th Avenue and I, I thought, oh my goodness, I, I haven't seen Rob in a while. Oh, I'm walking by Cosmic. I wonder if he's in there. There he is right there. And sure enough, there was Rob having his little dinner and meeting right there. Cracked me up. Oh my God, he made me laugh. <laughs> That's me coming in the stairs. Yeah, oh yes, definitely. And Tony, the old waiter, <laughs> old saying, parts out of Dolly. Hello, Dolly. You want mayo on the club, Dolly? (laughs) Oh, boy. All right, I guess it's time for a favorite thing. thing. What's your favorite thing? I've got another sort of outside-the-box favorite thing, but it's something that I would want you to tell me about if I didn't know about it. And it's a very specific favorite thing because you have to purchase a very specific item. That item that you have to purchase is, if you remember, almost all of the later Sondheim shows. What? It's a Ponzi scheme. It's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> you have to buy this. Well, you know, unfortunately, it's not on the VHS if you have a VHS, if anyone still has a VHS, and it's not on the digital. I, I even looked on YouTube, and no one has put it on YouTube either. This, this is uh, the Sunday in the Park with George DVD. Now, on this DVD, which was released in 1999, when they were repackaging it, as was popular in the 90s, they did a full commentary as the special feature. But it wasn't like they played the audio and then they had people talking. They muted the audio of the video. So you don't have any of the songs or dialogue. You just have them pantomiming the movie. Um, so if you buy it and you don't know Sunny the Park, which, first of all, where have you been? But second of all, watch it first with the two and a half hours of the musical and then go back, go to the special feature. The full commentary is with Bernadette Peters, Manny Tinkin, Stephen Sondheim, and James Lapine. Now, that, right off the bat, I just could say those names, and you're like, well, obviously I want to watch that. But what's interesting is that these are – it's so fascinating to me because these were people that made this musical, and they recorded it in 1985. Bernadette Peters took a leave of absence from Song and Dance to come back and do this, this you know, the stage so it could be broadcast on television, and it was. And that's why we – a lot of us grew up watching the VHS of it. Um, but now you have the people that were at the top of their art form back then. And now 15 or so, 10 to 15 years later, here they are talking about their process and being reflective of this time period that they'd spent 15 years earlier where they really were at the peak of their careers. And they can be a little – have a, they're a little bit more removed from it and they can talk about it. Some things to think about while you're watching this and just some anecdotes that I noticed that I think you should notice too. Um, they're, because it's just the four of them in a room just chilling out, do you definitely feel the arc of how comfortable they are with each other in, in the two and a half hours that you're listening and watching that? Because some of them had not seen each other in a long time. Manny Batinkin is more famous for his television work. Sondheim hadn't really had a, he had passion, but he really hadn't had a hit show in a while. James Lapine has definitely had, you know, Into the Woods and all of that, and he was directing a lot now. Um, and then Bernadette is just classic Bernadette. Um, but they talk about the show that got started. Sondheim talks about the first song he wrote and how he found inspiration to write the song. Um, they, they have a whole lengthy discussion about how hard it is to find the button of a song and how hard that is and that, that James Lapine said he never really quite realized how a button and applause can stop the flow of the show and how that's a big challenge as a director. They, Sondheim confessed that finishing the hat and Everybody Loves Louie, those buttons, he's still not happy with what he wrote, that he wishes that you know he had not quite found exactly how to end those songs. Uh, they talk about the challenges of Act 
one versus act two, because a lot of people that know Send in the Park will often say some of the fans love the whole thing. Some of the some people are a little more critical say, well, I love act one, but I don't really get act two. Um, they talk about that, the difficulty of, of putting those together. Um, it, Sondheim even talks about his writing process. Mandy, Mandy Patinkin interrupts constantly. He just constantly interrupts everybody. Um, and uh, they, they talk about how they were talked to talk about making a, a film of this. Um, and then at the very end, it's just actually very sweet and sentimental because they, they talk about how special it was to hear the cast album for the very first time. And then by the end of it, once the credits start rolling, they're all crying. They're all so moved by it and the experience and the memories of it. Uh, and I don't think that there's quite anything like this. Having forcing four people that were a part of a show, forcing the creators, it. the the creators, the director and writers, uh, and the actors to to re- rewatch themselves. And sometimes, I mean, like Mandy will say things like Bernadette, you just boy, you, you, I remember that moment. And that was so I could barely keep it together when we had that. You know, you get the insider point of view of 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 their experience of putting it on. You guys, it's on eBay for six dollars. It's on Amazon, brand new. For for $12. It is well worth it. It should be on your shelves no matter what. You get two for one. You get to have this amazing, amazing um, original production of Sunday in the Park, but then you also get to have this incredible commentary. It's absolutely incredible, and it's only on the DVD special features. So That's fabulous. I remember that. That's a good one. Yeah. I don't have that DVD anymore, but now I want to go out and buy it. I know. It's, it's worth it. Just to hear Mandy interrupt. He did. He was like, he was just constantly Shut up. <laughs> All right, what do you got for me today, Rob? Oh, I got one for you. Okay. This is a cult musical. A cult musical that only ran a few performances, but somehow has not one, but two recordings and a book about it. Once again, this is a musical that only ran a couple of performances, but somehow has two recordings and a book about it. Pick on me. Pick yeah. me. Can I guess? Kevin? Late night comic. It is late night comic. Oh my gosh! I'm so glad we're talking about this. I have the book on my shelf. Thank you, Robbie Rosell. I've got to return that to you. Um, (sighs) So the book. Okay. So first of all, folks, late night comic was a Broadway musical that was uh, playing in the 1987-1988 season. Um, It was by Brian Gary. The score was by Brian Gary. The idea was by Brian Gary too, and the book was by a guy named Alan Knee. Um, Who did Little Women? Who did Little Women? Now, there, like I said, there are two recordings of it. We're going to focus on one of them. The first recording was like a pseudo-cast recording done by uh, Bruce Yeko, an original cast rep. Remember, we, we've had Bruce on as a guest before. Yes. That's not what we're talking about today. What we're talking about today is the 20th anniversary CD that came out in 2007 um, that featured just about everybody and their mother bringing this show back to life. Um, if you don't know Late Night Comic, it's about, surprise, surprise, a stand-up comic, which was a pretty big topic in the 1980s, because you also had Late Night Comic, the musical. You also had Punchline, the movie with Tom Hanks and Sally Field. Oh, I was going to say, Three Guys Naked from the oh, Waist Down, that three-hander with Scott Bakula. Yeah. Which I really, really love. That's such yeah. a good show. I don't believe in heroes anymore. Yeah, That's a, a, good, a good song. That's a good song. Michael Rupert, right? Yes, yes, that's, that's right. right. He was in it or involved in it? No, no, he did mail, but um, uh, maybe he was. No, it was. It, I thought it was Scott Bakula, but maybe not. Maybe it was, not. Maybe it was like Michael. Oh, we'll figure it out. Sorry, Michael. Okay. Anyway, um, so the show did not run very long. It only ran about seventeen performances in nineteen eighty-seven. Like I said, they had this little cast recording on the original cast label. Didn't really do all that well. Um, and then they did a twentieth anniversary 
studio recording that includes former guests. Ready for this? We know these people. Chip Zine, Karen Ziemba, Tony Roberts, Howard McGillian, Gillen, Julia Murney, Jason Grubb. Um, and it was also orchestrations by Larry Hawkman. Um, also on the recording, Brian Darcy James, Seth Radetzky, Mario Cantone. All of these funny people show up on it. Um, there's also a book chronicling how the show went from It's Gonna Be the Biggest Hit Anyone's Seen to Only a Few Performances. And that book is by Brian Gary. The book is called We Bombed in New London, which is. Read it. Read it, you guys. So, read yeah. it. And it chronicles Brian's journey trying to get everyone to listen to the cast album and how he would, like, on his moped, go to all the places and restock the sick CDs. I'm telling you, it is a fascinating journey. It is so interesting. And like the director was Philip Rose, who like, if you know, Philip Rose, he did Pearly and Amen Corner, not the kind of guy that you think of when you're like a stand up comedy musical. It was produced by a 25 year old guy who never produced a musical before and has not produced a musical since they had the auditions, the comic strip in New York. <laughs> and they were like, we're looking for a stand up comic. They cast Robert Lapone, who was yep. back in a chorus line. So could have been Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld could have done it. Could have been. Could have been. Yes, but it wasn't. Or Jason. But it wasn't. But it wasn't. But oh, you guys, that was that was going to be a favorite thing. Sometime is that book because it is it is it is just such an interesting chronicle of one man's journey to get this musical done. And it was, and he succeeded. You've got that. You're talking about this this uh, the studio recording. Yeah, and so like I said, you can listen to the first recording. It's okay, but really, you really want to listen to this 20th anniversary recording, which is available for you, I believe, on all of the platforms we've talked about previously. The orchestrations are fabulous. Um, it, there's a lot of good material here, and like I said, you get to listen to a lot of our our our, our guests from the past uh, talk and 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 sing and and bring Brian's show back to life for a little bit. And like we said, read the book we bombed in new london which is i'm sorry brian it's a very funny account of of how this musical goes out of control but i'm happy that it's it's been preserved and what i'm like what of this show has not one but two recordings and a book written about it yeah not many none i can think of yeah so yeah good one that's a really really good one (laughs) so maybe we'll see it again at some point so anyway that's mine mine is late night comic the 20th anniversary recording Fantastic. And uh, I am, uh, check out the Sunday in the Park with George special features commentary. All right, that's it. Till next time. Bye, everyone. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.